0: It's good to be here. It's good to see you guys. Yeah, my name is John and my wife Brogan. Our two boys are here with us. Uh, it's exciting to be here. Uh, man, I was a part of Bluemont for seven or eight years uh, before we moved to Topeka to plant a church and just looking around the room, it's cool to see uh, a lot of old friends and uh, people that we did a lot of fun things with. Um, man, I lived in one of Tom Thamer's house right down the street, right across from Chipotle, we crammed uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, a legal amount of people <laughs> <laughs> into that house, whatever that might be. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was incredible, just you know, guys living together, going after it. and uh, I remember being around when Bo and Aja gave their lives to the Lord, and years later we went on vacation together. In fact, I was thinking about this. The, uh, we road tripped to California. You guys remember when we're in the middle of nowhere in Utah, I think, and we were hungry. We had tried hammock camping and it was freezing. So like I think all of us woke up at three in the morning. We're like huddling around the fire, just like trying not to die. And and it was either the next day or the day before, I can't remember, but we came across this shack in the middle of the desert. Like literally there's nowhere, there's nothing nearby except for this like cafe with a giant UFO painted on the front of it. And we're like, this seems safe. This is a great idea. And so we we pull in. There's like one employee. There's no one within a hundred miles of this place, you know? And we go in and and so we're like, let's just get like some snacks or coffee or whatever. And we sit down and the guy takes our orders and as he's back there and he hands us this thing that's like, hey, we also offer three-hour tours of the desert. (laughs) And he hands us this paper and then he like walks away and and I forget who, Bo or AJ was like, uh, <clears throat> look over there. And we look over the room, and there's this like display case of baby doll heads. <laughs> like, just the heads. You know, it was like Sid's bedroom in Toy Story. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And so he's like, oh, so have you guys thought about if you want the three-hour tour in the desert? We're like, all right, we're good. Give us the check, please. Like, we're out, you know. Like, whew, I'm not sure if we were about to be murdered or not, but it sure seemed like that, you know. So, man, it's, it's good to be here. Uh, about, uh, man, I was here, what was I was here, 2011 through 2018 or so, when uh, Brogan and I got married and, and both felt the Lord leading us to plant a church and landed in Topeka in uh, 2019, and it's, it's just been a wild ride, so it's an honor to be back here and to be in this room. I remember when we first started having church here in this room several years ago, and yeah, it's just it's amazing. But what I want to talk about this morning, I think you guys are in the middle of your series called The Impossible Life, and I want to talk about uh, something, something that activates us. I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. And so uh, a few years ago, Brogan and I... Um, Brogan rarely lets me pick the movie at night. Um, you guys know what I'm talking about. Any married people, like we we talk about, it's an equal partnership. But you really know how equal it is who when the person gets to pick the movie, you know, or the show that you're into. And so we don't watch very many action movies in, in our household, except when she's gone for the weekend. Then I'm like, I'm gotta, gotta catch up. I gotta catch up. You know, all the heist films. Well, uh, Back, I don't know, five years ago, we, we watched, it was a rare moment where I got to pick the movie. And we picked this movie that, as a pastor, I cannot recommend to you. <laughs> um, just that's, that's my official stance. Just like my official stance on how many people were in Tom Thamer's house, uh, I cannot officially recommend this. But it's, it was, a, it is the best movie that came to my mind as an illustration. It's called American Ultra. It's from 2015. It has Jesse Eisenberg, who played... Uh, who played Mark Zuckerberg in The Social Network, right? And in this movie, he, uh, there you go, right here, he uh, is just a loser in a small town, he's just a stoner, like going nowhere fast, all he does is smoke weed all day, works at a convenience store, and his dream for his life, like the big purpose for his life, is that he's gonna write this graphic novel about a monkey. Like, he's got big dreams and goals, right? And so he's just, you know, going nowhere fast, and he's totally content to do nothing with his life. Until one day, this random lady shows up at the convenience store and starts, like, saying these code words in his ear. And he's like, what are you talking about? Get out of my face. But it, like, activates something in him. And then these bad guys show up, and all of a sudden he can do these moves, he's like fighting off these 300 pound warrior dudes with guns, and he's doing karate, and he's doing backflips, and, and he, it's funny because as the viewer, you're like, there's no way this scrawny 120 pound dude can do any of this, but it's funnier because even he is shocked. He's like, what is going on? Like, I didn't know I could do this, you know? And what turns out through the plot of this movie is that he had been like a CIA sleeper agent, And he didn't know it, and he got activated. When this lady said the code words, he got activated. And there was all these abilities that he had, all these skills that he had, all of these uh, ways of seeing things that he didn't realize were there, but they were latent. They were like asleep until they got activated. You see what I'm saying? Okay, so... I have uh, a title and a main point. My title today is Sleeper Agent Activated, although I do have an alternate title. Maybe at the end we can vote on which title goes on the internet. It's Jesse Eisenberg Does a Roundhouse Kick. (laughs) That's my alternate title for today. Jesse Eisenberg Does a Roundhouse Kick. And, uh, you know, all of us, we start out life kind of like him. We have this potential for greatness. We have this potential to change the world and many of you might feel like that. You feel like, yes, I know I was like born for something great. I want to accomplish something in the world. I want to leave my mark somehow. But it can feel a little fuzzy like, well, how do I do that? Like, what, what do I do? I just read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Like, is that gonna guarantee success for me? Is a college degree? You know I mean? All the things we think of, we're wondering, is this gonna be the way that I leave my mark on the world? And we're a lot like this character in this movie. We have these abilities, we have these skills, but they're latent, they're asleep, and they need to be activated. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. My main point, my big idea is the Holy Spirit activates God's power and purpose in our lives. The Holy Spirit activates God's power and purpose in our lives. If you have your Bible, you can open it up. We're going to be in Acts 1 and 2 today. Acts 2, verse 37. Peter, after he gets activated by the Holy Spirit, he preaches this long, amazing message, something he'd never done before. Thousands of people respond and give their life to the Lord. And they ask this question. They say, what do we do? And I want want us to think about that. Because you might think about like, man, I'm thousands of years removed from that situation. Like, yeah, how does this relate to me? But think about their question is... Peter, what what do I do, is the same question that we're asking today. How do I change the world? How do I live this impossible life? How do I take a hold of everything that God has for me? That's the same question. What do I do? And Peter tells them, he says, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and it says in verse 41, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day. About 3,000 people in all. So, so what's his answer? His answer, if you want to change the world, you want, to, you want to live this impossible life, you want to take a hold of everything God's got for you, well, there's, there's kind of this four-step thing. One, repent. Two, get baptized. Three, fill the Holy Spirit. Four, get added to the church. And think about this. If your question here is today is, what's the minimum I need to do to get to heaven or get to the pearly gates, this is not the talk for you, right? This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about how do I get every last drop of God's plan and purpose out of my life, right? Not what's the minimum I need to do to like, like, hey, can I be a Christian and still do this? Can I be a Christian and still? That is not what we're talking about. We're talking about how do I get every possible drop of God's purpose and plan for my life? And if you're in that place, And you're asking that question. You're wondering, how do I get all of that? Well, this is the plan right here. Here's the answer. Repent, which is giving your life to God, turning your life to God's ways. Baptism, what is baptism? Baptism is the first step of lordship. It's the first step of obedience, saying, Jesus, I'm going to do what you want, even if I'm uncomfortable, even if it's not what I would have done. Right? It's lordship. Holy Spirit's what we're going to talk about today. And then the fourth one is... Being added to the church. It is very, very difficult to achieve God's purpose for your life by yourself. It's not just you and Jesus. You need other people. I've experienced that. I think many of you have experienced that. But today, we're going to focus on what does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? What does it look like that the Holy Spirit activates God's power and plan in your life? And so, just jump back one chapter to Acts chapter 1. And we're going to see what Jesus had to say about this in Acts 1, four through 4-5. It says, Jesus commanded, this is like, you know, Peter preaches this amazing message, all these amazing things happen, and right before he gets activated by the Holy Spirit, Jesus tells him this. He says, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift that he promised, as I told you before. John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You think about that word, baptized. We know what baptized in water, looks like. You're being dumped, right, in a tank or whatever. At, at our church, it's a horse trough. I don't know what you guys do here. Probably Tom's pool or something. No, <laughs> the hotel pool. Yeah, oh, that's way bougier than what we got, yeah. Uh, actually, so we, we have this old church. It was built in the 50s, and we merged in and uh, relaunched it as a new church. And uh, they had the baptismal up like behind the stage built into the wall. And when you open the windows, we, cut, we put a big screen in front of it so you can't see it anymore. And, uh, but before, you'd open the windows and they had like painted a river on the back. So it looked like you were being baptized in like an 80s version of the Jordan River, right? <laughs> but it was like, it was like, would have been like the mural at your grandmother's house, you know? And so we're like, I don't know, maybe we could put like a projector on the wall so it's like flowing or something. And we just, cover, we just covered it over. But anyway, we know what baptism in water is. You get dunked, you get immersed, you're fully surrounded by water, right? It's the same idea with the Holy Spirit. You're being immersed, fully surrounded by, and when you get out, you know, of water, you're soaked. People can tell. I mean, think about that. What if you were so immersed in the power of the Holy Spirit? Like, man, people can tell. Like something's on you. You know, something about you is different than it was before, right? But think about this word, baptized. Think of baptized as activated. He says, don't leave Jerusalem until you've been activated with the Holy Spirit. Now, I know we have a few people. I know there's a lot of college students, young families, some slightly older families. And uh, I know we have some young professionals. You guys, we have any like business people, leadership people in the room? All right, we got one person. So uh, <laughs> I I somehow, I get advertised all these videos like on YouTube and on like Instagram and stuff for like how to start a business in five easy steps. You guys ever seen videos like that? And they break it down in as simple and as clear steps as possible, right? Because it, start this idea of starting a business seems huge. It's like, oh my gosh, that seems really hard. I don't even know where to start, so they say, well, just do these five basic things. It's really easy. In 20 minutes, you can start a business. Jesus, when he tells his disciples the plan for what they're about to do, he does the exact opposite. Right? He doesn't say, here's five simple steps to change the world. He just says, go change the world. And they're like, Jesus, that's a little overwhelming. Like, how about some steps? And he's like, just, just wait. Here's step step one. Just don't leave until you get activated by the Holy Spirit. That's basically it. Right? And I'm all about good methods. There are great methods for evangelism, for how to share the gospel. There are great things we need to learn and and methods we can share with each other. But at the end of the day, it's almost like Jesus believed that it didn't matter what the method was because as long as he knew his followers had been activated with the Holy Spirit that, man, when they went places, stuff was going to happen. You know, it's like, hey, yeah, You may not have read, you know, whatever the the new manual is on evangelism, but if you're activated by the Holy Spirit, you'll figure it out. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like stuff's going to happen. People are going to get saved. People are going to get healed. Miracles are going to happen. The kingdom is going to break into this place because you've been activated. All right. And then if you read the rest of the book of Acts, that's essentially what happens. I don't know if you guys know the... The full name of the book of Acts is called the Acts of the Apostles. And really it should be called the Acts of People Activated by the Holy Spirit. Because the main character of the book of Acts is not Peter or John. It's the Holy Spirit. If you read through the book of Acts, underline every place it says the Holy Spirit. It's pretty much every chapter. The Holy Spirit led this guy here. The Holy Spirit picked up this guy and magically transported him here. The Holy Spirit showed a dream to this guy and told him where to go next. You know what I mean? The Holy Spirit is doing stuff. Why? Because do you know what the Holy Spirit's main job is? It's to accomplish the mission. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Okay, so when you read the Bible, or, you know, I, I think this is a, a, a room, there's probably a decent spectrum of people and backgrounds that some of you, you hear Holy Spirit, you're like, this is going to be the best day ever. I'm so excited when we talk about the Holy Spirit. Others of you guys are like, why did I come today? Like, this is about to get so weird. I did not want to be a part of this, you know, like I've seen people on TV or whatever, you know, snake handlers, and they're like, is that what this is about to be? And yes, I have some snakes right under here. <laughs> Who wants to hold one first? first? No, that's not what we're doing. But I know, I know in your mind, like, some of you are like, man, Holy Spirit equals weird stuff, you know? And, and there are some things, you know, we, spiritual gifts are real. Speaking in tongues, you know, if you're not used to that, it's like, man, nah, that's a little uncomfortable for me, you know? And, but that's not all the Holy Spirit does, because his role overall is to accomplish the mission. Like, the Holy Spirit is the way that God does things on the earth. You think about that. So some of you have relegated Holy Spirit to like weird stuff over there. So That's why I pray to Jesus because he's nice and he gets me. <laughs> Jesus is in heaven waiting for his enemies to be made a footstool. Who's the one on the earth doing this stuff? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Who's the one answering your prayers in real time? It's the Holy Spirit. Who's the one nudging you to go hang out with that friend that you haven't seen in a while? The Holy Spirit. Right? He's the one doing the will of God on the earth. And so we want as much of him as possible in every way. right? Some of the weird stuff, but also everything else. Right? We want everything. We want every last drop of what he's got. I mean, think about some of the examples in the book of Acts. Peter, who once was afraid to admit to like a seven-year-old girl that he even knew who Jesus was, now is preaching the gospel in front of thousands of people. He's praying for people, and they get healed. Right? He's having dreams and visions. He's planting churches. I mean, the dude is a different guy. Right? It's, it's incredible. It's almost like Jesus had told Peter in John 14 and 16 that, Hey, Peter, it's actually better for you that I leave. Because once I leave, you'll get activated with something that will make you more effective. You'll do things that I haven't done. Right? In John 14 and 16, he tells Peter, you're going to do things you've never even seen me do before. And he, and he does it. He experiences it. It's amazing. There's a point in Acts 5 where it says, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them and they might be healed. Man, that's next level. That dude's been activated at a high level. You know what I'm talking about? Like, that'd be sick. I, I hope, you know, I, I get to that point at some point, you know? Uh, because... I've been to some healing seminars and they've never taught that before. Like, just stand next to them and let your shadow fall on the person. Right? We'd be like, what kind of new age crap is this? Like, what is going on here? Like, you know? But Peter is just like, man, the Holy Spirit activated this dude, you know? And his life is different. Paul, Paul got healed miraculously of being a judgy dude. I want to say something harsher, but we're in church, right? Like, he got miraculously healed of like, I mean, he got he, he, blindness, but his life completely shifted gears in the way he was living. His purpose, God's plan for his life. I mean, God was speaking to him in dreams, in visions. He said at one point, I got caught up to a layer of heaven and saw the throne room and all this stuff, and, and, and God's leading him in real time in his life. I mean, he has been activated at a high level. It's almost like, you know, on your phone, Sometimes there are different settings you can turn on, and there's like a little toggle switch, and it like moves to the left or right, turns green if it's on, and it's almost like that. And uh, I th- you know, I don't know if you guys are like me. Do you guys like use your imagination when you read the Bible? Like you just like picture stuff. I think I think it's good uh, because sometimes you can miss stuff. You're like, I know this story already. You just you read next, you know. But you engage your imagination, and maybe not to this level, but I imagine, you know, I imagine. Paul, who's killing Christians. And I imagine Jesus in heaven, like, angels, have we activated that guy yet? I thought we activated him already. They're like, we're trying. The button is not working. Like, click the button. And she's like, hurry, he's killing our dudes. Like, come on. And they're like, Whoo! Okay, it worked, got him. It. And it's like, shoom, you know, and he starts going the other way. You know, it's like he got activated and something turned on. You know, when I when I come into my, my car. And Brogan doesn't drive my car very often, so usually I'm the only one. And my phone automatically connects to the Bluetooth, you know, stereo or whatever. But sometimes I forget that my Bluetooth is off. And I'm, like, driving down the road, like, why is not, why is nothing playing? Why is my music not playing? Like, what is going on? And so then I I never look at my phone while I drive. I pull over in a parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) I pull over, and then I turn the car off. Right? And uh, I think that's what the manual says you're supposed to do. Uh, but you, you pull your little menu on, you're like, oh, it's off. And I turn it back on. Boom! It connects almost automatically. It's amazing. Here's all these features, these, these abilities that I have the potential to use, but it was off. It hadn't been activated, right? And I think that's what God wants to do in our lives today. God wants to activate you in a fresh way this morning. And I'm not just talking to non-believers in the room, I'm talking to everybody. Whether you have experienced something in the past or not, God wants to activate you at a higher level this morning. Jesus. Think about Jesus. Man, we love Jesus. He didn't do a single miracle. He didn't teach a single message. He didn't disciple a single person until he got baptized in water and what? Activated by the Holy Spirit. says so the dove, the Holy Spirit, came and rested on him. And then, out of that, came everything that he did. Right? So if it's good enough for Jesus, maybe it's good enough for you and me. Just like, hey, don't go try to do the plan on your own. It's not going to be as effective as you think it's going to be. Wait to be activated. God, I need to be activated by the Holy Spirit. You know, when we moved to Topeka, or we were getting ready to move to Topeka, I'd been a part of several church plants. Uh, My dad planted a church. Um, I was a part of a church plant in Lawrence when I was at school uh, at the school that must not be named. And, um, and then Bluemont was kind of like a church plant as well. And so I'd been a part of a lot of church plants and different things, but when it was going to be on us, when we were going to be the ones leading it, I had a lot of anxiety about it, like, man what exactly is this going to look like? I mean, what exactly, like, what are the steps? You know, like, I need to know all the steps. How, like, how are we going to meet people? How are people going to join what we're doing? You know, how is this going to work? And, and I remember people giving us kind of generic, vague answers. Like, hey, man, it's going to be great. It's just going to be great. Like, you got this, man. I'm like, that's not an answer. Like, I need a five-step plan, you know? And it's crazy because once we moved to Topeka, Things started happening, I mean, we we put in a lot of work, we put in a lot of time, but some of the most key, important moments were things that we could never have planned on happening. It was just the Holy Spirit had just prepared this way for us that we could never have guessed, we could never plan for ourselves, almost like the Holy Spirit wants to accomplish the mission way more than we did. Y'all get that? Like, we love Jesus, we, we want to accomplish, we want to make disciples, we want to bring the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit wants to way more than you do. And so I think some of us need to trust that. They're like, hey, if I can maintain this connection with God, with the Holy Spirit, if I can maintain this activation and stay in this place of connectivity with Him, keep my Bluetooth on, right, Man, He's going to pull me in the right direction. He's going to lead me in the right place. He's going to connect me with the right people. He's going to make sure that this mission is moving forward the way that it should. Okay? And, and it's tempting to be like, yeah, but I need a 21-step plan. And plans are great. You know, don't, this is not a don't plan message. Like, plans are great. Make sure you plan and prepare. But at the end of the day, that is not what is going to accomplish the mission. It's going to be the Holy Spirit activating you and using you to accomplish the mission on the earth, right? It is men and women activated by God that accomplish His plan on the earth. Because the Holy Spirit activates God's power and purpose in our life. Now, I want to show you guys a little illustration. You're probably wondering, what the heck are these for? Um, I do get very thirsty, um, but I'm not going to drink all of these. So, uh, I brought something. I stopped at a gas station on the way here, and I got Alka-Seltzer. The guy was like, rough morning, huh? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, No, but I want to introduce you to my friend, the Holy Spirit. (laughs) You, You like where this is going? All right. The Holy Spirit's been involved in your life since way before you even knew about it, right? Before you were a Christian, before you knew about God, the Holy Spirit was around your life, involved in your life, leading you, right? It is God that leads us to himself, Right? None of us just find him because we're so smart. God leads us to himself. And he's been active. Anytime that you have felt the kindness of God, anytime you've felt the leading of God, that's been the Holy Spirit. Right? And so, I got two two examples here. We got one. It's not going to fit through. There we go. Boom. Wow. I think that's the end of my talk right there. Okay? And then this one, it's like, uh, oh, here we go, there's two in here, just like uh, Elijah getting the, the double dose. <laughs> um. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Man, that's still going. There you go. Both glasses have the Alka-Seltzer, right? The Holy Spirit. Both glasses both have it. But only one's been activated by it. Okay? In the same way, all Christians have the Holy Spirit. He's been active in your life. He led you to repent, to surrender your life to God. But notice how you can have the Holy Spirit and not be filled or activated by Him. You see, our goal is to live in such a way to unwrap the packaging of the Holy Spirit in our life and, and have the presence of, and power of God as, as close and active in our lives as possible. So my, my question with this is, not necessarily how much of the Holy Spirit do you have, but how much of you does He have? Because think about our funny example, Jesse Eisenberg. Right? Just loser, scrawny, you know, do, no, doing nothing with his life. If the bad guys would have shown up and he was unactivated, and he just tries to like, whoosh, 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 like, let me practice my roundhouse kick, right? Dude would have got killed immediately. <laughs> immediately. Like, movie would have been 20 minutes long. like, well, that was, I don't know, understand what happened, right? <laughs> that is how you and I, even as believers, are often trying to live our lives. You see what I'm saying? We experience temptation. We're getting our butts kicked by things, right? We're just like inviting the enemy to come live in our homes and like nothing get bad could possibly happen from this, right? And as if we have everything that we need in, our, in and of ourselves. We're just like, or we're trying to advance the kingdom of God and we're like, man, I just need to try harder to make disciples. I just need to try harder, put more, more effort in. I need to grind, Right? That's a popular phrase on social media, grind culture. Uh, Some of it is not healthy, right? Because it's just all about what you can accomplish on your own. Let me tell you, you don't want to get to the end of your life and look back and think, that was an appropriate amount of accomplishments based on my talent. You don't want to get to that point. Why? I don't want that. I I want my tiny life plus the insane power of God and think like, yes, that I could never have accomplished that by myself. Like, my talent would have got me this far. I don't want that. I want way more than that. Right? And so our goal is to live in such a way as, as activated as possible by the Holy Spirit. Some of you are getting your butts kicked by things, and you're just trying to grind it out. Man, it's time to stop trying to grind it out and say, Okay, God, I need the power of God at work in my life. I need the Holy Spirit to be activated and leading me in how to walk through this thing, in how to work through the family drama I got, this secret sin that I got, right? In navigating these challenges that I've never dealt with before in my life. How do I handle these things? Man, you can't just grind it out on your own. You can't just work the plan. Like, working the plan is not going to get you as far as you want. You need to be activated by the Holy Spirit. Y'all with me? Okay, so how does it work? Luke 11, and then we're going to close and have a, a little opportunity for you guys. Luke 11. Jesus says that if you then, who are evil, thought Jesus was really nice. Thanks for that. You know? If you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who, what? Ask. Some of you are like, is this a trick question? Uh, Yes, you can say ask. How do you receive the Holy Spirit? You just ask. All you have to do is ask got to be in a position where you know, may you repent your your life is open toward God you're saying God I want everything you got for me God give me the Holy Spirit give me activate my life you know give me spiritual gifts man those are great so those are real they're useful they are part of the way the Holy Spirit wants to accomplish the mission in and through your life right it's not everything but it's a big part of it and God wants to activate things in your life to make you a powerful witness. For the kingdom of God. You know, I had this experience myself when I grew up in church. I grew up in kind of a Holy Spirit church that uh, came out of a revival in the 70s called the Vineyard. And I saw people healed. I saw people speak in tongues. I saw all kinds of like miracles and stuff. But it wasn't clear to me how someone would begin experiencing that as a Christian. Like it was never taught, hey, do this. And the Holy Spirit wants to respond to that. Or, you know, what do I do? And so I just had this understanding because it was never talked about that, well, I guess if I'm someday I just wake up and I'm a good enough person then God will zap me. Right? And so it was kind of like I was jealous of other people. Man, how did you get that? Like, I feel like I'm a good person. I feel like I love Jesus. How come I'm not getting any of this stuff? Like, I want to f- hear from God. I want to I feel like I'm able to pray for people to get healed. I want to you know, feel like I can give people. Like, man, I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying this right to you. And they're like, oh my gosh, how did you know? You know, like, I want that, you know? And it just wasn't clear. So, I, man, I was a Christian. I loved Jesus for a long time until someone was like, bro, all you got to do is ask. I was like, for real? Like, how come no one told me that? You know, like, here I am, like, running around in circles trying to stir it up, you know, and just, man, all you got to do is ask. And the biblical model, what you see most common is people laying hands on brothers and sisters in Christ. Right? Laying hands on each other. I don't know what's going on out there. Someone's being activated. (laughs) Oh, man. And that was my experience. So finally, I was like, all right, man, I want that. I want everything God's got for me. I had some friends, you know, lay hands on me and pray for me. And, and man, it was just amazing. Um, spoke in tongues. Uh, got, started getting prophetic words for people. Uh, and in general, even in just a broad sense, felt like just pushed along this plan of God's life way more than I'd ever felt or sensed before. I started sharing the gospel with people. I never I was way too afraid to do that. And now I was sharing the gospel with people and, and I had some friends give their lives to Jesus. And man, that had never happened before. Right? Because the Holy Spirit had been activating my life in in this way that was new and fresh. Now, does this mean that, you know, there are some Christians who are like nice, but some that are super Christians and you'll just the categories? No, it's not like that. It's not like that at all. It's more like it's like this progression, that God, He's always got more for you, you know? And so you might not be an A, B, Chris, not like that, but it's, hey, God's got more for you today. Do you want more of Him for yourself? Do you want to experience more of what He's got for you this morning? Do you want to be activated at a higher level this morning? And so um, I want to invite uh, Michael up, or the worship team, or however you guys are going to do that. As I close... And I want us to think about this. Have I been activated? Let me just think about in your own life. Have I been activated by the Holy Spirit? Has the power and plan of God been activated in my own life? If you're here and you're not sure, man, we want to give you an opportunity to respond. We're going to have a prayer team in the back. Um, if you guys are on that, you can go back there. And we want to have an opportunity for you to get prayed for. Just to see what the Holy Spirit might do in your life. You might be in a place in your life where you relate to our friend Jess, Jesse Eisenberg. It's like, man, I feel like there's greatness inside of me, but it's it's not unlocked yet. And God wants to activate your life at a higher level right now this morning. Don't miss this opportunity. And I, I felt like as I, was, as I was praying for our time together this morning, I feel like the Holy Spirit highlighted to me that there's, I think many of you have a lot more going on than you think. Like I think there's a lot more under the surface in your life. Some of you think like, man, I, I'm going nowhere uh, you know, I'm not that important of a person. But I think there are powerful people, leaders in this, in this room that are just unactivated. And God wants to bring something out of your life. It may not happen overnight, but as you live connected to the Holy Spirit, man, in a few years, in a few months, man, you're going to see things start to happen in your life. I, I just felt like there are there is evangelists in this room, future evangelists, people who are going to see hundreds or thousands of people give their lives to Jesus because of their gift being operated in the world. I feel like there are future church planters, there are spiritual fathers and mothers. I think there are some untapped business leaders in this room that God wants to meet real needs and bring real solutions in Manhattan and other places through your life as you surrender your life to Jesus and get activated by the Holy Spirit. You know, the other challenge is that you might have experienced this 10 years ago and be like, yeah, I had that already. But today you're not living like that, right? Today you're living like this. It's just working the plan. Like it didn't work like I thought it was supposed to. You know, I had some cool experiences five years ago, ten years ago. But now I'm just grinding it out again. And so the question is, are, well, are you living reactivated today? Because the goal is not to have an experience that you can point back to. The goal is that today you're living with faith. You're living connected to the Holy Spirit. And it's changing the way that you live. It's amplifying the effect of everything that you do. And so I feel like there's some people in this room that have settled in life because you've equated this idea of being activated by the Holy Spirit to having a mystical experience in the past. And you're like, yeah, I have that. But it's like, friend, you are so limiting what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. And if you'd open your heart back up to God, He wants to activate your life in a way you've never seen before. So open your heart to the Lord this morning. And then one question I want each of us to ask is, If you're feeling stuck, remember the Holy Spirit's goal is to accomplish the mission. And so say in your heart of hearts, Holy Spirit, where are you trying to accomplish the mission in my life right now? If you feel like you plateaued and you don't know where where the next step is, just ask the Holy Spirit because His goal is to accomplish the mission and He's way more passionate about it than you are. And that's good. That's good news. Say, God, where are you trying to accomplish your mission in my life, through my life, in the people around me? And where are you trying to activate me to be a part of that at a higher level? And so we have some people back in the back. We want to give you an opportunity to get prayed for, to respond to this. If uh, I know Michael's going to lead a, another song. So as we sing this song, if you're feeling like you need to respond to this, don't miss this opportunity and go, go talk to somebody in the back before we end our time. All right, God, let me, let me just pray for us. God, thank you for each person here. Thank you that each person's life here matters. God, each of us are made in the image of God with incredible creative potential. God, I'm just like this glass of water with a lot of potential stuck inside a wrapper, Lord, let us not be like that. Let us not get to the end of my life and think, man, I had so much potential. What happened to it? I had all these dreams. What happened? I thought I was made to change the world. What happened? God, for those that are stu- feeling stuck in life or there's grinding it out, God. Let us not stay in that place. Fill us with the Holy Spirit in a fresh way. Activate us in the Holy Spirit in a fresh way this morning. God, let us be people. When we wake up... We're not just excited for the weekend because that's when we get to stop working. God, let us be excited about every single day when we get to partner with the Holy Spirit in the work of God on the earth, in whatever we're doing, whether it's an office, a home with kids, a restaurant, an engineering business, whatever it is that we're doing, let us wake up. And this isn't a try harder thing, but God, activate us at a level where that is the result. We wake up every day, man, man, thank you God for another day and I get to be a part of moving forward the kingdom of God in the way that I get to be a part of it. God, and if we're not living like that, don't let us be satisfied. Stir up a fire underneath us, God. Say, why why am I not experiencing that? And what is it going to take to take a hold of the Holy Spirit in my life to live at that kind of a level? God, come and fill us in a fresh way this morning. Thank you, God, that you are so passionate about your mission and purpose, and you're leading each one of us into it. Thank you, Lord.